Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with three different flavors coming from three different gamers. I am your host, Nick Irwin, and I want to welcome my co-host, Patrick Smith and Shane Eisterholm. Hey, Patrick, where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastesdifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram uh, at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's on the menu for today? Well, we try the sashimi with Ghosts of Sashima. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is an action-adventure game developed by Sucker Punch Productions and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, it features an open-world type game. It follows uh, a samurai on a quest to protect Tsushima Island uh, from the first Mongol invasion of Japan. All right, now can we talk about spoilery stuff? Because I've got questions for you guys. <laughs> right? Yep. I think that's now is the section. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't beat the game and you don't want to be spoiled, I would probably. Vacate the premises now because we're going to unleash the samurai all over this game. <laughs> we're going to basically just we're going to talk about everything and anything that we want to, which is including spoilers. So now is your time. Leave now or you've been warned. So I think I think Nick, since Nick beat it, he gets to talk about the first spoiler in the game. He beat it first out of the whole group of us. That's true. That's true. All right. So I want to know. <laughs> at the end of the game, all right, so that I'm going to go straight to the end. At the end of the game, so during the game, just to give you a little context, during the game, you're with your uncle. Um, your family has been killed, and uh, your mom died earlier, and your dad died in combat when you were younger, and you were raised basically by your uncle. Your uncle's pretty much your father at this point in, in, in a certain aspect and you go into battle with the mongolians at the beginning of the game and he gets captured you rescue him and you're kind of with him and but during the game you kind of learn to be you know you are a samurai which is very noble and um you know meets an enemy head on but you as you progress to the game you kind of learn to be a ninja in a sense uh shifting through the shadows which is not what a samurai is supposed to be and your uncle does not like this right and so he pretty much toward it within the game he pretty much says you're no longer you know you're no longer my son and the main the uh, characters like that's fine whatever we'll go our separate ways and and in the end meet your uncle again in combat now at the end of the game once you beat him in combat you have two options one is to kill your uncle and one is to not kill your uncle so i <laughs> want to know from patrick and shane what options they choose i will tell you what option i chose i chose to kill him so, Patrick, what option did you choose? I I let him live. I was like, no, nah, I can't kill him. Because it just you puts you through bastard. so much story with him. It goes back and forth, especially towards the end when you when you write the haiku together. I was like, huh, how am I going to kill this guy? When you sit there and you look at him and you write the haiku. And then the whole storyline, you know, Lord Shimmer is your uncle who wants to adopt you, you know, but has to go, can't adopt you because you went, you know, basically against the samurai code, poisoned a bunch of people, and you act like a, a roguish character, which is not very samurai-like. The Shogun puts a hit out on your head, and he has to do what he has to do, so he can no longer be your adoptive father and has to burn the declaration of that. I was like, no, I can't. I, You know, he's through, <laughs> you know, you can see that he's in pain the whole time, but he's trying to kill you, so, you know. I that was kill. such a sad moment. It really it was. was. It was like, <laughs> when oh, yeah, especially yeah. the haiku... And, like, you know your uncle does not want to do this. Like, right. it, neither one of them do, right? right. And, and you know, your uncle is just, he's he's tied by code and the whole Shogun and the whole Samurai. And that's just how he grew up. And that's just how the things he knows. And he's just, you can tell it's just killing him. Yeah. He wants to protect yeah. his lineage and his, and his, you know, him being the leader out there. I can't remember the term they use. But, yeah, he's the, he's the leader. Uh, he leads, he's the leader of the land of Tsushima, the island of Tsushima. And he doesn't want to lose that. But also, you know, he doesn't want to lose his, his, his nephew or what he just calls his son through most of the thing. He talks about him in a sense of a son. So I didn't kill him. I felt too bad. I'm like, no, I can't kill him. I let him live. 
Shane, what did you do? Uh, well, at the end, he says, you know, give me honor and ask to kill you. And I would—I have never thought that hard about a choice in any game, period. I didn't. Th- I don't put that much thought into choices in my life. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I sat there. I sat there I for, did too. for like minutes, going, "Uh, I'm like, exactly. is this like game you're gonna make me decide? I don't make any choices <laughs> anywhere else in this game, and you're gonna make me make this choice? Yep. So, live, you know, live or die. That was so hard, but I chose to kill him. And by doing that, I w- the reason I did that, and you know, this is my reasoning. He loved his nephew as a son. I mean, you f- you literally felt that through the game as they're you know they progressed more into the story about the characters and a situation that put those two in the position that they were, and that at the end, you know, everything he did was for his uncle, for his people, for his land, you know, for their lives. But at the end, he's, he's called a traitor. And I, my feelings was the uncle would rather die by his hand over anyone else because he knew, he knew he was a hero, even though he didn't do the whole, you know, honorable way, you know, face every battle like he wanted, you know, he's supposed to. It felt like he really wanted, uh, you know, that to be the way to go. It freaking sucked when I did it. (laughs) It really did. I mean, like I said, that was the toughest choice because if you let him live, then he has, and, and you'll have to tell me, Pat, because you're the one who picked him to live. Then he has to live with knowing that his son, his you know nephew, but you know who he loved like a son, is a wanted criminal, is uh, labeled a traitor of the people, is you know, is Ronan, you know. Yeah, to I me, I don't think he want that. But I, mean, I understand why you did too. It's yeah. like, how could you possibly it's, do that? It's a hard decision to make. And the thing is, is the game doesn't make it easy for you because there's no time in the game where you feel like your uncle or that you hate <laughs> him as a character. Right. You like the right. uncle character, right? Yeah, the, the whole the entire game. There's nothing yeah, the that makes beginning. you go, I hate that guy. I don't care if he dies. At no, the very like, beginning of the game, yeah. he takes you under his wing when your dad dies, and you're just like, oh, this is a good guy. And he, he doesn't take him in like he's a burden. He takes him in like he's a member of the family. And there's many cutscenes where it's you and you, young you and, and him interacting in a in a, a fatherly type way where you're just like, oh, they love each other, you know? And so, yeah. So, Nick, why did you decide to kill him? <laughs> I, I decided to kill him for the same reason that Shane did. Uh, it was he wanted to die by Jin, who's the protagonist in this game. He wanted to die by his hand. He wanted to die honorably as a samurai. And that and he'd lost in battle. And for him, that was uh, that's the way that samurai go. Right. If they lose in battle, they die. And that's an honorable way for them. And they but they die by. uh uh oh what is it called where they stab him in the, in the seppuku yeah seppuku well seppuku so, is self self-inflicted is a, yeah. well it's self yes. yeah but it's, it's the same concept in that yeah. you know he basically yeah. stabs him with the little uh dagger portion in the stomach uh so it's that same kind of concept and it's an honorable way to die and so i think for his uncle you know and exactly what shane said you know he wanted to die and if he was going to die he wanted to die by his nephew's hand. You know, he didn't want something else or the Shogun or something like that to, to take out him or, or anything like that. He wanted, that was for him. I felt like that was an honorable death right. for him. And he would, you know, even though it was sad and it sucked, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was, you know, cause that was a hard decision. Cause like I said, they don't, there's no point in the game where you feel like you hate the uncle character. Right. You like him throughout the entire thing. There's yeah, even no, when, yeah. even when you realize that he's taken you, you know, because he leads you into this place under a false pretense, really, 
he wants to meet and you know he leaves it that you're going to be it almost seems like when he's running you through the town that he's taking you to a boat to get off the island to go lead the rebellion against the against the mongrel mongols uh, on the mainland you know that's how it kind of leads it and then you get up there and you're like ah this is gonna happen here you know it's like well deception well i don't think it was quite deception i think it was really like the uncle it was kind of like uh, the ride through town at the end before you fight your uncle was kind of a way for you, for for your uncle and you to have one last ride through town because that's one thing that they talked about throughout the story was that something they liked to do was just talk right. about old times because you're with the with the old lady um, yeah. the caretaker you know and that, <laughs> that was, was a sad moment sad. that was very sad yeah. <laughs> I was and, like, you yeah. cannot do this to me. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's going <laughs> to die? Are you kidding me? Like, it was, yeah, I was like, you know, because she was so lovely and, and, and like, it was just, a, it was, like like we said in the non-spoiler part, all the side characters were fantastic. Right. And, you know, I've never played a game where every single side character I cared for, and even for a little bit of time, because you're with this maid uh, or the housekeeper for a little bit of time, but this is a dialogue is so great. That once you get to the end of that and she die and you know she's gonna die, and you're just like, oh, really? Does she have to? <laughs> you right, know. Yeah. And so I think that so that, that's so sad what that is because you're sitting up on a is. mountaintop looking out over a sunset and you're like, you're like, no, nah, she's not gonna die on my shoulder, is she? And she dies on your shoulder. I'm like, God dang it, what the heck? Come on. Yeah. This yeah. game, this game pulls at your heartstrings in it several does. different. Uh, locations in it and it is because they did such an amazing job of humanizing those characters of i mean even the even uh kotu khan the main protagonist in this game was so amazingly done right i mean when he was when he was trying to convince you to join him and that it was your fault that these people are dying because you were not. It's like, you know what? He kind of got a point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And right. he was, it, he was yeah. not cartoonish of a character. He wasn't, it, he was, he was so well thought out and voice acted. Right. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, even the bad guy, which is usually pretty bad in games. I mean, he was believable, right? I mean, oh, he yeah. came across like, you know, like, oh, I, I kind of get his his right. point, right? Yeah. You know, he wasn't just an absolute bad, just I hate everybody and everybody must die. He kind of made, you know, uh, uh, said things and 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 uh, brought up things that you're like, oh, yeah, right. I kind of get your uh, get your get your point, even though you're still a bad guy and I don't like you. Mm. Because you're doing of that, evil crap, you're doing evil stuff. <laughs> I kind of get what you're talking well, about, you know? Right. It's like. Yeah, so like I said, back to you know why you know why I picked to spare his life because you know when playing the whole thing and, and all the sad moments like the Yuriko, Yuriko, the old woman who was your caretaker and stuff, it got me to thinking you know that guy is the only lineage. Lord Shimura is the only lineage left of his of his people. You know he doesn't have a son, doesn't have a wife, uh, and you know you guys talk a little bit about that when you're at the when you're at your family's graveyard before the duel, yep. and I was like, and I was like, and then so at the end he basically says you know if you have any honor, you'll kill me. And so it's different. So I know that you guys haven't seen this part and I haven't seen your part, but I basically mic dropped him when I, when I, when I didn't kill him, I'm like, yeah, I have no honor. <laughs> you know, I'm, I didn't, I didn't kill with honor. I killed these people with poison and from the shadows. So I basically just said, you already said it. I have no honor. So I spare your life, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> and that's pretty much how I left. And I'm just like, he'll go on to rule Tsushima as their gin or whatever they call it. And um, he will he'll be the leader if we kill. I feel I figured if we if I killed him, then the Shogun would put somebody in that place that could be just an asshole and 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 not be not, you know, go against the people that I that you care about as as uh, Sakai, you know, yeah, so it's a good way. That's a good way of thinking about it, you know, and I never put the thought into what happens after he dies. You know, my right. only thought was what happens to me? as as Jin, as you know the protagonist it's right you know and i mean that's a good way of thinking about it if i would have put that much thought into it i might have changed my mind but 
I also love the uncle's character so much that I wanted him to be happy. I wanted him to die with the honor that, you know, he wanted. Right. But like, you know, like I said, if I'd have put that thought into it, boy, I'd been a harder choice for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, and and yeah. killing the uncle is a sad part, too. I mean, like when you stab him and kill him, the uncle's crying, Jen's crying. It's like start the sad strings, you know. Right. On, it's like I'm like, oh man, come on now. Oh hell like, yeah. Especially when they right. bring up the option, when that option comes up on the screen. And it's Son not of a tie. A... Yeah. I just wanted funny. to throw. That's the part where I wanted to throw my controller right. at the PlayStation. You know, screw you, man. I'm done. That's, where you, like, that's where you end the game right there. Nope, I'm not gonna do it. Like yeah. I ain't doing it. Yeah. It's like no, because I like this guy. I all, like the uncle. Yeah. All the other choices you have in the game are like conversational choices that don't really have any effect on the game. They're just like how you would answer the question, and they're all timed. What I found was funny was that this option had no timer on it. You could sit there and stare at it for like half an hour if you wanted to. It's because they knew people would. <laughs> they knew people I did. were going to sit there and go, uh, it, like, why are yeah. you making this stuff to right. me? And yeah, and, and basically the whole time this is going on, you're in your family's graveyard and the cherry blossom tree is like losing leaves around you. It's a typical like... <laughs> Uh, typical what I would consider Japanese scene with the beautiful cherry blossom trees just losing their leaves all around you, and you're just like, I'm not killing this guy. I'm not killing it. You know, right. so I was like, I was like already, you know, already to the point to where I was like, I am tired of seeing the people in this game that I care about die, so he's not dying. <laughs> right, and you fight, the, the, the area that you're talking about that you fight at, that's where you and your father sparred, and that's where you and your uncle sparred when you were younger. Right. So it's a sparring yep. ground for that that's grown up through the generations. And it's just like, you know, and I think, again, yep. you know, I think that aspect before the fight was it was regardless of the outcome that was you and your uncles ride through town and ride through your family and just having that together moment through that part. Right. Yeah. It, it wasn't because either one of them was spiteful or anything like that. It was just that, hey, ride with me let's have this together moment right but like i said i thought there was a little bit of deception because he leads up in my opinion he leads you to saying they need the ghost and you know and, and he's talking about there's a, a boat full of soldiers going to the mainland and they need the ghost so that's why i was like oh this deception part but like i said even with the deception part i wasn't like mad or angry at him i'm like he has to do what the shogun tells him or the shogun revokes his ability to be the leader of tsushima so um, you know i wasn't that angry at him with that but like I said, too many people died in the game that I that I liked. Like I said, Yuriko, which is the caretaker old lady, she was just that was so <laughs> heartbreaking to be honest. Because you, you, you when you play it, you play like three quests with her, three tales with her, and yeah. you know you guys are going around old family things and what you used to do when you were younger and and all this stuff, and then you start getting towards the end, and she starts calling you like your your father's name or whatever. So she's going a little senile, and. And I was just like, oh, where's this going, you know? And I'm like, she's calling me by your dad's name, you know, calling you, uh, asking, you know, Kazumasa or whatever his name is. And she's talking to you about that. And then, you know, you get you lose her and then you find her and you're like, OK, I'm going to get her. She's going to go back to this place and we're going to get her some help. And nah, we go to her, her family's graveyard and she freaking dies sitting there next to you at the sunset. I'm like, no, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see any more of this, you know, so yeah. um so and then you got Taka. That was that one really hit me too, uh, you know. And he was such a, a, a in the short, real short time that you had him, you did watch him evolve so much, right. and you see why, you know, you see why he was he wasn't like your typical, you know, in that character position. Typically, you get some sort of kind of a a simpleton who doesn't know anything and. You know, not quite right in the head kind of person is what they typically put in his situation for his character development. But what they did with him was fantastic. He was just, he was just a brother that was overprotected. Right. Yeah, he, found, Luckily, he, he almost feels like your little brother when you're playing with him. You know, exactly. You're trying, to, you're trying yeah. to get him to do more stuff when when his sister Yuna is just like trying to be the overbearing protective sister and you're just like yep. no let him let him let him do let him do this he'll be fine i'll watch let him, right. him grow and, let him be a man and when he dies and that's another sad part too because when he dies it's your fault well yep not just that but when he dies and then y yuka's uh, or yuna's like 
you know, was he, you know, what, what was he, was he brave, uh, was he brave he, or whatever? He and died with like, honor. He's the, you know, he died with honor. And I'm like, <laughs> I was on the couch and I'm like, damn right he did. <laughs> you know, because that's what he died like a yeah. man. Yeah, he had the he option like to kill man. me. Yep, he had the option that he can kill me and go free. And he said, he said, nope, not today. And tried to attack the con. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, for me, yeah, those, those were all great, you know, but the death that almost made me quit the game. Um, and, and Nick didn't get this when I told him I was so mad at the end of Act 2, the beginning of Act 3, I wanted to quit the game. They killed my horse. I'm sorry. That oh, horse was yes. like my pet. That horse was I... like my pet, man. There's so many missions where you do, where you, you know, where you're doing it. And at the end of the thing, the horse is like goading you on, or you're like taking a nap on the horse. And I'm like, oh, this is his pet. You know, these are the best friends and the whole thing. And at the end of act two, when you're running away from the burning castle, because your uncle's trying to kill, you know, you were captured and you're trying to get away. And your uncle has told everybody that, you know, if you was to get you, so try to keep you from escaping, they shoot the horse. They shoot the horse in the rear twice with arrows. And I'm like, they better not. They better not kill my horse. They better not. Because, you know, you name him. You pick him. You name him. You put saddles on him. You know, I, I name mine Nobu. You know, and, and the whole time I'm like, Nobu, you know. You get you get interacting with him. You know, he's like, oh, you're a good horse, Nobu. You're a good friend, you know. And and you see all this stuff that happens. And then at the beginning of Act 3. Those little cut scenes. Yeah, with cut you scenes. And, with you interacting you, with your horse. Yes. You're, yeah. you're sleeping with your horse and you get yeah. my Nobu to wake up. It's like. Yeah, and then and then Act Three starts, and the horse is the horse is like, you know, slowing. It's trot down, and I'm like, you if they kill this horse, coming. if they kill this horse, I'm done. I'm done. And then and then the horse stumbles <laughs> a little bit, and then it collapses. And I'm like, no, 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 can't kill my horse. Don't kill my horse. And then and then he dies, and the, and the game starts. Act Three starts with you standing over his grave, and I I, I actually stopped. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not playing right now. They killed my horse. I'm done for the night. And I didn't play the rest of the night. I came back the next day, but I was so mad. You know, I, you know, that actually helped me discover a hidden secret in the game, if you will, because when I, you know, when it loaded back up and I'm standing at the horse's grave, one of the little swipes that you can do on the, uh, on the big pad in the middle of the PlayStation is you can do the bow and I bow and it says bow at 10 hidden mark, hidden, uh, hidden shrines. And I'm like, what, you know, there's also a hidden achievement to where you can play, uh the storm flute the storm song on the flute at his grave you know oh see i yeah. didn't know that God yeah. dang it so so you know it was very sad and i was like oh that's my pet you can't do that and then then to add salt to the wound you get this decrepit looking horse that's like half dead and you get that dang thing through like 90 percent of the last part of the you know 90 percent of the last part of the act three you don't get a better horse until the act's almost over Right, and then you get to name that horse. And the thing I hated, the thing I hated about that part, I didn't mind that the horse died, and it, it was you, you evil know, it was bastard. Sad. I know it was sad, <laughs> but I was like, eh, whatever. The thing is, is like the beginning of the game lies to you because it goes, "This is your horse. You will play th- play with him throughout the entirety, entirety. of the game." And you're <laughs> yeah, like, "Okay." Right. And then he dies, and you're like, "What? You liar! Yeah, I didn't play. <laughs> right, you." Bastard. And then you get the new horse, and they tell you the same thing, and you're just like, like Yo, when's this I one die? Right? <laughs> I believe you. Are you going to kill this one in the last scene of the game? But so you know, in all honesty, he ran around. So, so I picked like I picked like the gray looking horse, you know, and I named him Nobu, and I just and that stuck with me. And then, and then I felt so bad. So when you know you get the new horse, I felt so bad that you get to pick a new horse because you either get. I, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but at the end, since I picked the gray kind of horse, at the end I got the black horse or the white horse, or I could keep the decrepit brown-looking, emaciated-looking horse. I almost picked that pick? one. I, got I, a almost, I almost picked the emaciated brown one because I felt so bad for him, but I picked the black one. I yeah, picked, I think I, I, I got a, a white one. It was a white, a pure white one, and then uh, I think it was a black one, and then the, the, the horse that you yeah, had, the brown horse. Yeah. I picked the white horse. I took I the white the black stallion. One. Yeah, I did I not went, pick the brown one. Yeah, I went with the black one just because uh, my horse originally was black, so uh, I missed my horse. Uh, I cried when my horse died. And what made that so bad is they drugged that that whole scene out. Oh yeah, and like just <laughs> oh yeah, it was like I'm gonna make these people just cry and join the, you know, the pita. <laughs> it's right. like. 
Come was, on. That was sad. I mean, they did because when you get shot when you're running away from the castle in the rear twice, and I'm like, he's still booking. Yeah. He might be all right. We'll just pull the arrows out when we get where we're going. And, That's right. And then, then Jin's passed out on the horse, and the horse is stumbling and just trying to make another step and another step to get a little bit further and further away. And I'm just like, you, you guys are killing me here. So and and it did. It was it sucked. And like I said, and then I was mad at the crappy emaciated brown horse that I got and ran around with through most of Act Three. Until the until like the like a story or two a couple of stories before the final story mission to where you get you get to pick a new horse but that by that point I felt almost bad enough for the emaciated brown horse to pick him but I didn't I didn't feel that bad I felt bad I kind of wonder what would have happened if you would have picked him because it was clearly that horse had some issues well yeah he was missing hair he looked like he was half burnt. <laughs> I don't think anything would have. You would have just been with that horse. You know, I don't know. I think there might be something with it. But you did get all the achievements, though, so right. probably so not. It's not unless you just get something like you, you know, something. Yeah. I don't know, but I, yeah, I would have been. I wouldn't have been able to get platinum if there was some hidden achievement like Golden Heart picked the emaciated half dead horse or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the half dead horse achievement. Right. There you go. Well, so <laughs> you know. There are so many side characters and quests in this game that are memorable, um, you know, and, then, yep. you know, some of them that weren't really side characters, but they, they were side characters, but they weren't they didn't really have a whole lot of stories of their own. Like I remember. So I think the funniest character in the game, in my opinion, was uh, was Kenji. Oh, yeah. The drunken. Side oh, yes. Guy. Yes. He had some of the best, funniest side quest stuff that it was in the game. You know, he kind of reminded me of. Uh, Rafiki or whatever in the in the old um, Far Cry game, Far Cry Primal game, where he's just the the comedic, yep. you know, comedic. And but he was he they they almost seemed like they were they made fun of like the stereotypical sake drunk guy without going overboard. I felt like without being like culturally insensitive, but was, he was just he was just a funny guy. Like I remember the whole scene where he's like stuffing you in the wagon, and you guys are making jo- he's making <laughs> jokes about it, you know. I was thinking the same thing, it, you know, that they did make him stereo, uh, a stereotype without exceeding, you know, to where it becomes just nonsense because they also made him such a human character as well. When he was talking about Taka after he died, it was like, you know, he it's like he lost a friend. He truly lost a friend and he was there, you know, he was he was ready to get his drunk butt up there and right. and take on the mongols you know for taka and i i love the the way they they created his character you know and like you said he, he was he was a stereotype but they didn't overboard him yeah i agree I, I i he was a great character he was super funny and i love the fact that you know he was with you through the whole thing and you know at the end i didn't know like in the last attack if he was going to be there but he was there and i was like yeah, yeah. you are you know he's there for, ready for the fight yeah he's there <laughs> ready for the fight and so i was like yeah you know and i loved his quest and i loved his character and and you know like i said i i played with the japanese te- uh, uh voice acting and he was great in that too i mean it was it kind of reminded me of those funny anime characters that that you actually find funny you know um <clears throat> it was perfect and one of the other characters i really liked was the uh, uh the bard the uh, minstrel guy that you know would tell the tales of the different you know oh, yeah, side quests for the, the legendary yeah legend. he was really cool and i liked listening to the different tales they tell because they tell them like an old japanese you know uh legend, yeah. it's like legendary tales yeah 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 i I, I did enjoy those a lot. I don't think there was really a side quest. And like I said, I didn't get to finish all the side quests because I wanted to be done in time for this review. None of them that I played bothered me at all. Even the ones that were kind of a stereotypical open world thing, they did it in such a way that it never felt burdensome. It always felt, it felt natural of your character to help those people when you did things for them right exactly and and you know the side quests on that game were 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 memorable i mean in my opinion the hardest the hardest quest line in that game wasn't the story and it wasn't any of the direct the direct character side quests it was the ronins to to go and do the single battle with all the ronins to find the leader 
and then battle the single Ronin leader because they put a hit out on you type thing. Oh. Those were actually harder than the game itself. The last Ronin that you fight, he was in, I think I fought him more times than anybody else in the game to beat him. You know, I didn't have a problem beating uh, Kodu Khan um, right. because I think at that point I pretty well figured out when I saw the way he was approaching me. He had a sword, he had a staff, he had a shield. I knew where this was going. I knew this was going to be a lot of stance switching. There was other battles, though, that were like, holy crap, this dude's hard. <laughs> uh, right. The first the first Ronin I came up against, I think he took me probably three tries. I, I can't remember the last Ronin guy's name. Do you remember who it was, Nick? But he gave me so much fits. He gave me a lot of fits. It was part of the, the Ronin 5 mission that right. he did. Um he, in my opinion, was the hardest the hardest out of every every boss in that game. Like, I fought him so many times because he just had this nasty, brutal brutal move. And, and to me, Kodan Khan was, was a pushover because 75% of the fight, he was the, he ran around with the spear. And if you're, yes. in the, if you're in the wind stance and just continuously attack him, you auto-parry all of his attacks. For, for me, yeah. the Ronin fights weren't that difficult. Um, I think I maybe retried uh one you know i don't know if i retried any of the rodents i think i beat them all the first time around even uh, the last not, one in the, even in the, the last monastery one. yeah oh i, I, I think I, you're I full of crap time i didn't <laughs> have to retry i mean that he was the only one that gave me trouble i beat all the others like the first try maybe one of the one of the other ones probably took me down not but, that they weren't hard I mean, they really were and, and the last one was hard but i i do remember beating him the first try the koto khan i beat him the first try too i think the 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 Kodokan, uh his his fight I I loved it I absolutely loved it it, it was a lot of re- repetitive like fighting over and over but I just love the fact that every time you kicked his butt it, the look on his face was like oh crap Shoot, I'm in trouble run. <laughs> right you know and he, run away, and he would keep going yards. yeah he would run away and his his enemy you know his guys would come out and you beat them and he'd come back down and then you knock him out again because you had to fight him like like four or five times and right. every time he knocked it back he, the look on his face was like i ain't gonna win this <laughs> yeah right and then you then you execute him you kill him and it's it's great um you know i i honestly thought his was one of the easier fights i thought he was going to be hard but just because when your first interaction with him he raffle stomps you and throws you off the bridge you know so right. yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't i was thinking okay he's going to be hard but then i got to thinking about it, the closer i got to the end of the game and i'm like i have maxed out all my stances <laughs> and if he keeps that if he keeps that pole arm going, he's he's never gonna hit me. I'm just gonna have to continuously attack and I can parry all of his attacks. And he did until the very end when when he pulled out I think he was at like twenty five percent health or whatever, and he pulled out a shield and a sword and I'm like, Oh dude, you're screwed. Jump into waterfall stance and just pound the crap out of him. The, you know the boss fight uh, the boss fight was probably out of everything in this game was probably like the weakest portion. And it was still a great fight, but it was, it was to me, it was, it was kind of predictable when I saw him show up. I pretty well knew I was expecting, uh, more, uh, uh, more of switching around, but you know, he, he's took this stance with the spear. Then he, you know, he switched over. I was, yeah, you know, I was surprised they stuck with the spear so long since the spear guys were the easiest ones to defeat in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think they, you know, I think, because it was part of the main story quest, you know, they tried to keep that a little bit easier than the side quest because the side quest you don't necessarily have to com- complete, right? So those were a little bit more difficult than the main storyline, right? I think they wanted to make the main storyline a little bit easier so you could get through it, you know, because that's that is a a problem for some players where you know the main storyline is too difficult and they can't get through it, and and I think they just wanted to be able to make it. Easy, you know, still difficult, but still easy enough that you could get through it easily without uh, running into a lot of uh, uh, hurdles or uh, uh, things like that. One of the things that we didn't, t- we haven't talked about yet, is the really cool ghost stance. You know, we yeah. talked about the different stances. There are different stances depending on the characters that you fight. Uh, you have the uh, the normal stance, and you guys might have to help me with the stance names. Um, there's the normal stance where you're just fighting uh, guys with swords, and then you have a shield stance. I think it's That's, the water stance. Yep. You have the water, the wind <laughs> right. stance. Then you have the moon stance, and then yeah. I always forget what the sword one was called. 
Yeah, I can't remember what it is either. But the 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 water stance is when you're fighting people with shields, and then the wind stance is when you're fighting people with uh, spears, spears, and then the moon stance is when you're fighting the big brutes, uh, the big guys. And so, uh, you know, you have to go through. The game teaches you how to change these stances, and and these stances are are definitely uh, stances that you need to know, right? Um, if you're fighting a shield guy and you're in it and you're in the wrong stance you're going to be fighting the shield guy for quite a while before you kill him. Uh, but if you move to that stance, you know, in this case for the shield people, the water stance, you're going to stagger them because you can stagger them after so many hits. You're going to stagger them quickly and be able to defeat them. But yeah. one of the stances that you do unlock towards the end of the game is the ghost stance where you have to get uh, so many successful kills in a row without getting damage. And then you can go into this, ultimate killing machine stance yeah, <laughs> one shot one kill one swing one, one kill yeah and and the whole you know everything goes like you know the wind blows thunderstorms and the rain comes down and, and everything just, turns and everybody's scared of you all right um and that's yeah. that's really cool yeah the screen turns I, red yeah i'll be honest like i thought it was weak i i didn't i really didn't i i love the combat so much i never really used it that much I just, I I just time. as soon yeah, as it was too. maxed out, I was like, boom. Oh, oh yeah. no, as soon as I maxed it, I used it, but I just didn't put thought into building it up. I just, I liked, uh, my thing was I'd run into a horde. I'd do a jump, throw out my kunai, and then I would go straight for the big dude. I'd run for my brute or my big uh, uh, shield and fire sword guy. That was my pattern on pretty much everything. See? My pattern was always I would go in and do the standoffs because the standoffs allow you to basically stand off with the with the first bad guy you run into. And what it is is that you go into a stance ready to attack, and they go into a stance ready to attack. But then they'll fake you out sometimes. Like they'll jump at you like they're going to swing, and if you swing too early, they basically tear off all your life, and you have like just yep. a little bit of life left. And, the, and vice versa. If you go too late, they hit you, and you don't get to go. But what ends up happening is, is by default, you can – put skill points into this and get three back-to-back kills. Um, so basically the first guy comes in at you, you swing and you kill him. And then another guy runs in from the background and you just do another swing and kill him. And then the third guy runs in and you do the same thing. And you can get a piece of armor that when you fully upgrade the armor, uh, it's the clan Sakai armor is the one that it is. It allows yeah. you to do up to five of those. And so I'd run into a camp that has like seven, eight, 12 people and I would kill half of them with standoffs. And then by the time I killed all them with my standoffs, <laughs> my ghost stance is up and I'm just like, all right, I will just finish off another three or four of you with ghost stance. And then just, I didn't do a lot of the stealthing towards the end of the game. I just, I, I was like, I'm such a, I'm such a freaking beefed up character. I'm just going to walk in here and just start killing people. And then like Nick said, when you learn to do the stances properly, when doing the RT and then the, you know, the, the triangle or the square, the X and the circle, you just know which is which for your stances. And you immediately swap to it without even thinking a lot of times. Yep. So, you know, it, that was a really good a good eye. I didn't use the kunai a lot, to be perfectly honest with you. I used the sticky bombs more than anything. And then, you know, early on I used the smoke bombs since you could do assassination within the smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't use the smoke at first. I just, you know, because I, I, I tried to approach uh, as much of the game as possible as straight-up samurai. I wanted to, you know, walk in there, Got my helmet on, got my face mask, got my sword. All right, let's do this. Uh, but, uh, man, at near the end, it's like, you know what? I'm going to sneak through here. I'm going to stab this dude, and then I'm going to come up here, and I'm going to shove an arrow in this dude's back. <laughs> but, you know, one thing I expected from the game, and I'm, and I'm glad I'm wrong. Uh, one thing I expected from the game is, uh, I know a little bit about uh, uh, Japanese culture when it comes to samurai and ninja i was expecting this to be something like a uh, a history starting point of the ninja character you know because ninja were developed by farmers uh to defeat the, the samurai that's how ninjutsu came about and so i kind of thought they were going to do something with that because you know they were leading you to these stealthy areas and you know they encouraged you in areas to be stealthy and does you know assassinate from behind and hide in the shadows and i was kind of hoping that they were going to do that and i'm glad they didn't because i truly love the ending but 
I was, I don't know, I was kind of hoping so. In the last stance was the stone, stone, water, yeah. wind, and moon. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You would think you would think that they would do something else along the lines of the elements, and then they throw moon in there. You're like moon, yeah. <laughs> moon stance. I guess it's because you're kicking, yeah. you're kicking, you're kicking the big guys to the moon. Oh my God! How many times did you take an extra hit, or you know, spend <laughs> a, a minute to walk near the cliff, or? get the guys to climb up the tower with you just to kick them off. Well, I did never do that as, <gasps> as evident by the, by the, by the conversation that we had the other day, because I went through the whole game and beat everything and got all the, all the little towns freed. And then I realized when looking at the trophies that one of the trophies is you have to do fall damage. So I ran around out in the open world forever <laughs> because I had already killed and took over all the towns trying to find some Mongols to kick off a cliff. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? I missed this one. I did not pull somebody up on a roof and kick them off a roof or something by this chance, but I guess not. So <laughs> I had to run around in the open world probably for 20 minutes trying to lure some Mongols in, Mongols into a, a cliffy area, a cliff or hilly area so I can kick them off. <laughs> yeah, so, I, that was like my favorite thing right there. Yep. I mean, I, you know, we could go on and on about this game because, as, yeah, as everybody can tell, we love this game. Uh, one of the things we haven't talked about is, like, one of the major plot points is your best friend, childhood friend, Rizzo. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's R-Y-U-Z-O. Rizzo, the R is Rizzo. So, you know, he he betrays you. He's a friend. He's a Ronin because he he couldn't become childhood friend. His childhood friend. You and him were both in the in basically in a tournament to become so that he, you know, you're in a tournament and the winner could become a, a samurai type thing. And that was Yuzo's only chance to become a samurai, not necessarily yours because of your uncle, but you ended up, you know, winning the, winning the tournament style thing. And, and Yuzo couldn't become a samurai. So he became a Ronin, you know, he ended up with the Ronins and you find him partially through the game after the, after the con is attacked and, you know, his people, his other Ronin are starving and you try to help him out. And then he ends up betraying you. You know, you go, you go to do the big battle to take back, uh, to go uh, rescue your uncle. And, you know, all your friends that you meet throughout the game are there to help you, except for him. And you find out, you know, find out in the middle of the battle to take, to retake the, the, the keep trying to free your uncle that Yuzo is helping the Khan because his people are starving. You know, you kind of feel for him. You don't, you don't really hate him, but at the same point, you're, you know, when, when it comes time to deal with, with Yuzo, I didn't hesitate. I'm like, ask yeah, this guy. No. He's betrayed me too many times now. And, they and show the way, <laughs> yeah. And what just, yeah. And when you get to that point and he doesn't show up, I don't know with the character development of all the characters and, and up to that point, I was expecting him to do a last second, da, 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 you know, charge in there and help you out and all that crap. And then, you know, there he is like, why are you here? No, you are not betraying me. You're my brother. I mean, it was so well done. It it broke my heart because I did love his character. Even even you know even though he betrayed you, you understood his character, and that sucked. <laughs> that really sucked that you know he betrayed you because his missions were fun. Yeah, yeah, they were. Like I said, and so that was like one of the 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 early on plot hole plot not plot holes but plot things that play out, and you think that he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that gets the the hero's redemption that he basically redeems himself, but it never happened. This game has a lot of twists like that, that I honestly didn't see mm -hmm. coming. So what I, what I want to ask you guys is who was your favorite care, your favorite side character in the game? Like which one of the side quests and characters was your favorite to run through their missions? Well, far as character, I, I, uh, I wouldn't say their quest, but far as character themselves, I really loved Yuna's character. I mean, she was she was strong. I mean, she was, you know, she was very intelligent character. You know, she taught you so much. But I would, I really want to say Taka's character, in my opinion. I thought his character was just for such a brief time that you got to know the character. I really loved and respected what they did with him all the way up to his end. Right. Um, I really grew to just love that character. Gotcha. But far as a side, for as a side mission, my, I think the one I enjoyed the most was where you're tracking down people you think are thieves, and it turns out you're they're hiding their goods in a cemetery to protect it from the Mongols. Yeah, yeah, you think and they're then, thieves. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, then you you know end up have protecting them from the Mongols when they show up. 
it was just listening to the character, you know, the, the various characters in that situation. And, you know, it was kind of their situation in the world that, you know, what they were doing. I, I really enjoyed that one. That one really stuck out to me. That's funny that you mentioned that because I think a lot of the non, uh, non character based side quests, the ones that aren't based on your friend, your group of friends mm-hmm. or cohorts, you end up seeming like you cause more harm than do good. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the one where you, where you go to the woman's house after, in act three and you know out, outside of the little base outside of the little keep uh the mongol camp and you and you basically are saying hey uh, i'm here to help and she's afraid of you because you're the ghost and she knows that you poison people <laughs> and so they're sick and they need food and you go raid the the mongol camp for food and medicine you come back and the mongols have burned the place down and you didn't get to save her they end up killing her you know yeah that, that the side quests in that game almost feel like you are you hurt things more than you than you help in a lot of cases yeah. i mean you know, you try to help out. Taka is a perfect example. You try to help and foster Taka and try to let him get out from underneath his sister's wing, and you end up just getting him killed <laughs> yep. because he wants to be like you. Um, Consequences of actions is a lot of what this game throws yeah. at you. So, Nick, what what do you think? Like, maybe favorite side character or side quest related to a character in this game? Um, my favorite side character is uh, Ken Kinsey, the drunken. Uh, the sake seller. Oh, that Kenji. Uh, that Kenji. I, I love Kenji, and I love those side quests. And and uh, I think that was, I don't know, I, I just like that character a lot. And I thought that character was funny, and I liked the side quests. And, the, you know, he got in trouble a lot, but, you know, he was a cool dude. He was just trying to help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in his own way. <laughs> in his own way, right. You know, and, and most of the way was not good, but... You know, I just like that character a lot because, you know, you could feel like that character, like you said, he was trying to help, right? Right. And he wasn't good at it, but (laughs) you could could tell he was trying. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because he did, you know, a few times you get in there and you're just like, this guy's a screw up and he's doing this stuff on purpose. But in the end, you're like, all right, he's he's help. He's trying to help. He's trying to do what? Um, For me, it was probably Ishikawa. His storyline to me was the most intriguing because, and honestly, it threw me for a twist. The whole thing with Ishikawa and Tomoe. Um, yes. You know, you're going through there, and the whole time you're tracking Tomoe from Act One all the way through Act Three, and and some part in Act Two before she jumps off the ledge, she almost makes it sound like there's some deviousness in Ishikawa, like he's going to kill you because Tomoe acted all innocent, like she didn't do anything wrong, and he tried to kill her, and you're just <laughs> like, you're like, is this true? Are they playing me against each other? That was kind of my most intriguing. Um, and, and, and in the end, you don't really know the whole dynamic of there. It leaves it pretty much open because Tomoe escapes. Tomoe escapes and leaves on a ship but leaves behind her bow, basically signifying that she's leaving behind the way of the bow. Uh, but that, that storyline to me was probably my favorite um, because of that whole tw- twist. Because I honestly thought it was going another way where he was just like this weird or uh, assassin-style character was just going to kill me because – she basically led me to believe, and I believed her for some reason that he was he would kill me if I gave him the chance, you know. Uh, yeah. So that was my favorite. That was kind of my my favorite storyline. Right. One of the things that did surprise me, I don't know if you guys even noticed, there's no romance in this game. You know, I I thought the I was going to bring that, that up. <laughs> that like Yuna or even one of the other ladies would would be like, okay, there's going to be a romance between between um, Jin and and somebody else, but yeah. they don't lead into any of that. There's none of that in the game, which I didn't miss. I, you know, it's not something that I feel is necessary for most games, but it's something yeah. that I didn't really realize until at the end of the game. I'm like, oh, there was no romance options in these open world RPG games. Like, it seems like a lot of them are trying to shove in, shove down our throats at sometimes. See, I think you're wrong in a way. I think there there was uh, a romance between Yuna and Jin. I I don't think it was. How do I put this in a way that doesn't sound dumb as heck? I don't think it was in a way that you typically expect. I think they 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 did have a romance blooming, creating through the entire thing. Because at the end, uh, ready for the big battle, uh, Jen was like, you know, sit with me for a while longer. And get a little and, drunk. Yeah, and... And I think the, that there was a romance developing between the two, but I think they both had the priorities of the situation well enough. Uh, they knew the situation well enough to 
put that on the back burner to you know keep that uh somewhere else without you know so it doesn't interfere and mess with their heads you know because when she's out there you know fighting he's out there fighting they don't want to have to worry about each other that way right uh, and I mean, that's that's where i seen it i do feel that was there was something between the two of them but you know, it would seem like it because in the beginning when you first meet her and you go into the first battle, you guys drink a bunch of sake and get drunk before mm-hmm. the first battle. And you're like, that's not something two people preparing for battle should do. But, you know, they do that. And they talk about life and they talk about Taka and, yeah. and all this stuff, you know. And then, yeah, they do before every battle. You pretty much sit with her and you guys talk or just enjoy each other's company. But it wasn't like a, a bounce, a wow, wow, you know, type thing. Yeah. It was more just a <laughs> it's just a here we go. They're going to they're hanging out. And you do get that. But then you feel like the ghost has to be the ghost and Yuna doesn't feel that she's necessarily worthy because she's a thief, you know, and, and, you know, the whole time that keeps yeah, coming up, I she's a that. thief. But that was an interesting, nothing ever came of that. You know, I thought, Oh, maybe it might be something between Tomoe and him or Yuna or any of the other female protagonists that were in the game and, or, or even male protagonists. Cause I mean, Hell, you, sure do, <laughs> you do see a lot of gin booty in that game. Oh God. Yeah. That's one thing I could have done without, you know, that's probably the only time I bake for the blur. <laughs> how many times how many times did you have to use the hot springs and you're like oh yeah i just picked up my phone during that time I'm like all right <laughs> he took pictures <laughs> nick was taking pictures yeah, he, he picked did, up he did. he's like he's like are there 20 hot tubs i'll in post them on social media later he's like screensaver <laughs> well yeah good thing you're not on like microsoft they'll be banning you for taking screenshots and stuff like that but yeah so so yeah, it was it was a good game, and we could all probably go on for hours on this game. But I mean, I wanted to kind of turn it over to you guys to see if there's anything that you really wanted to touch upon that you know you you think we should mention while we're still on topic before we end this. Uh, only thing I would like to say is give me the co-op, make it as good and tight and interesting as the single player, and don't worry about a sequel. Just yet, just you know, take it natural and give me that damn co-op. I'm ready. Yep, I want co-op too. Ready for Legends, which we only have a few more months left out of this year. So we got September, October, November, and December. So we got four months left. So we yep. say 2020. So unless something gets delayed, we'll get the co-op. And the co-op has raids in it. So I'm like, all right, this sounds like a lot of fun. Oh yes. So Nick, what about you, man? Anything else you want to touch upon before we before we put this one to bed? Because like I said, we could talk for hours on this game. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> uh, no, not really. Yeah, I love this game, and I think it's a great game. And like I said, I, I think it deserves a 10 out of 10, and I think it's a perfect game, and I hope, you know, I, I do want to see some DLC, but I really hope for a sequel, and I hope Sucker Punch continues to evolve this game or, or, or continues this franchise into the future. So that's what I'm really hoping for. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, this was, I guess, a great game. We all enjoy it. Um, hopefully you guys pick it up, too, to support these studios so that they know that we love their games and want more of them. Uh, you know, we've got tons more on this topic, you know, that we'll discuss internally. And, and you know, feel free to <laughs> hit us up on social media and say, what you know, let us know what you guys did or at the end of the game and why you chose to either spare or kill your uncle or, you know what you you know what you thought was some of the worst parts of the game or the best parts of the game you know me and me me for me it's the horse for some other people it might be something different but you know we'll, we look forward to see what you guys have to say uh we will catch up with everybody on the next episode have a good evening